Hey friend, if you're an Email Templates 101 owner, be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates and brand new templates in your course. You'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers, plus lots of fine tuning to the other existing templates. Don't have Email Templates 101 yet? Grab yours now at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses. Y'all still don't get it. Are you surprised? They still yeah. don't get it. And then if they can find someone else who wants to work for free, I guess you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Maybe People were saying, I'm free. Yeah, I'm which, free which you are definitely you. not allowed to say. Must stop. Hey, I you have this form. You have to sign this. You have to sign this now because we've been sued. Yeah, she's like, I'm trying to make sure you still have a job. And you're over here wearing your underwear on the outside. (laughs) Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. <laughs> I'm, I'm stressed out about this topic. <laughs> it's a big one. Okay, it's episode 232. Okay. I'm going to do my news desk, uh, uh, shuffle my papers vibe. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about our favorite topic, <laughs> real estate lawsuits. <laughs> That's not the topic, actually. That's not actually. the topic today, and we are not diving into all of that. No, no. The topic today is how to use a buyer brokerage agreement, right? Yes. Um, I think there's so much backstory to this. I don't exactly know where to begin. But first, I would like to state for the record, this is not common in our market as of the recording of this. Correct. In In the year 2023 and previously, I have never had a buyer sign one. Same. Okay. Um, So disclaimer. Yeah. But I think that there are going to be a lot of people, agents, who are still tuning this out, saying that's not coming in my market. Yeah. And and now what we're going to talk about is why that is not the right mindset to have here. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to know how to do this, and we need to start implementing it before you are forced to by your broker or your board or your state or a federal government (laughs) mandate. The podcast is listened to globally. Globally. So we do have some listeners that have let us know it is required in their market already. Correct. And some of them, it has been for a long time. Yes. In our market here in Louisiana, we have not had this as a requirement. We have not yet started seeing people use it. But we are certainly preparing for it. Um, no, we, you and me, yes, are preparing for it. And my Con- office is and preparing Connie for it. is yeah. preparing for it. I'm going to tell you a little anecdote because I popped onto one of our local realtor Facebook groups that, to be honest, I've been ignoring for a while. But I'm like, oh, let's see what's going on here. Sure enough, one of the first posts was about, can you believe this? Um, you know, listing in the MLS is offering no buyer side compensation. Mm -hmm. And then I got to read all the comments. (laughs) And I'm like, y'all still don't 
get it. Are you surprised? They still don't get it. They're still angry. They're still saying this isn't going to stick, like this lawsuit outcome isn't going to change anything, that sellers are still going to pay buyer's agents, which maybe some sellers will. Mm -hmm. But that's why we're going to learn about how to protect yourself if they don't. What if they don't? even further, what if that's not an option? What if the government says... You seller cannot pay buyer's agent. Yeah. What if you need this? So again, we're still coming from a place of what if, mm-hmm. which is fine. We're preparing. Um, but don't be the agents that I re- the the comments I read, I was very disappointed. Mm-hmm. I was just disappointed in the fact that you should be thinking about this from the angle of the consumer. You should be preparing. You should not be waiting for some big big wig up on high to tell you what's going to happen. It's time to take control of your business. Mm -hmm. You own your business. And what happens tomorrow if you're not prepared and all of a sudden you're working with buyers and you're not going to get paid? Sure. I mean, that's not a very viable business. Mm -mm. So we're going to, we're going to go at it from that angle. Are you ready for updates? Yeah. We're just going to do a very quick (sighs) update as of where, the lawsuits are right now. Um, we I, have done a whole episode when it first began. 214. Making, yes, episode 214. Just making sure that everybody actually knew what was going on. <laughs> I feel like we were on. We were pretty ahead of the curve here. We were. We were. Um, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time If you here. didn't listen to 214, I highly recommend it because the interesting part about 214 is we talk about Seitzer Burnett, that lawsuit that was starting in October of 2023 from the pre- trial perspective. Yes. And we go through that whole survey that Inman did that's asking for what we think the outcomes are going to be. So that's really, it's a really good eye-opening exercise to think about, well, what does all of this impact, right? And now that we know the result, which y'all might have heard about a time or two, <laughs> the result was that NAR lost. Yeah. That the big brokerages lost. They were uh, t- told to pay $5 billion in damages. It is being appealed, so it is not finished. Okay, so let's go through the quick rundown of our um, of our, of our commission lawsuits. Mm-hmm. All right, so the first two were what they referred to as the bombshell lawsuits. Y'all, these were filed way back in like 2019. It's not like they just showed up. Seitzer Burnett, which is the one we've already heard the outcome of, and Merle, which starts in um, the beginning of 2024. Those two were the originals, right? Mm-hmm. Now we have this whole slew of copycats. So, so many. It's a fun little game. It's going to keep going. That we're going to play now. And I'm going to spin through them really quick. So those two were sellers suing the real estate companies and NAR. Okay. They weren't suing Alyssa Jenkins or each individual agent. They were suing these big companies, companies and they were suing NAR. And if you recall, Remax and Anywhere, who is Colwell Banker, um, settled before the trial started, mm-hmm. okay? But Keller Williams, Home Services, and NAR, they lost. Okay. Uh, new copycats. Gibson is also in Missouri. So the same exact lawsuit, basically, except bigger. Right. And now adding every company, every major company that wasn't mentioned before, they're, they're defendants in the new one. Okay, now that's mentioned. Gibson. Batten 1 is now homebuyers suing realtors or companies or NAR. Batten 2 is um, is one that's trying to get a class approved. And y'all, the class would include home 
buyers across the entire United States who have purchased since 1996. Unbelievable. Literally, for the most people who are listening to the show, that would be every home buyer that you have ever worked with. Correct. Okay. Um, Burton is another suit. This one's in South Carolina. March is in New York with home sellers. QJ Team is in Texas, and it is the builders versus the board, and they're naming specific teams. Wow. Um, and then Phillips is in Georgia. That one is also sellers. And no select. Okay, so I don't know what. That's like 10 more lawsuits. Yeah. Okay. Underpinning all of this, and more important than any of this, is the ongoing Department of Justice investigation, which is started in 2020. In 2021, they decided to settle. They came to terms. It was over. It's popped back open. And now NAR is trying to say, you can't do this. But y'all, it's the government. And if they want to investigate it, I'm pretty sure they're gonna. Mm -hmm. And as I read in my Inman article, and I agree with wholeheartedly, regardless of every one of these other lawsuits, the greater disruption in the industry is going to come from the Department of Justice. Yes. Okay. They have the most control. Because they can just come in and say, this is the like, this is the rule. Like, you can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going to happen there. And um, NAR is, you know, trying to fix their house. Mm -hmm. So the CEO is now early retired, gone. They did get in a new, I think it's an interim, though, mm -hmm. um, person. She came from, like, Chicago Sun-Times, I think. So that looked like a good replacement. I read then this week um, in December that uh, they just hired a new communications and marketing person. Mm -hmm. um, and so in that article, this is what they're talking about, the new <laughs> the new sweet communications person who's decided to step into this hornet's nest. Right. Um, in addition to the harassment scandal, NAR is also dealing with a growing deluge of antitrust commission lawsuits. Y'all, I'm reading from the article. The suits generally attack the practice of having sellers' agents offer commissions to buyers' agents sure. and accuse NAR of conspiring with various franchisers and brokerages to keep costs high. The first of these lawsuits goes to go to trial was known as Seitzer Burnett. The trial ended in October when a jury ruled against NAR and various franchisers. NAR has vowed to appeal the Seitzer Burnett outcome, for, but for now, the verdict and the many similar cases represent a major question mark about the future of real estate work generally and NAR specifically. Mm -hmm. Against this backdrop, a number of big name industry players, including Redfin and Remax and others, have begun leaving NAR or giving their brokers the option to end membership in the trade organization. NAR also has currently... Uh, has to contend with a number of more general industry headwinds, such as a uniquely slow year for home sales and the related trend of declining membership numbers. Yeah, it's like it all happened at one time. Uh -huh. All of this to say that Buhia, this is the new communications lady, comes to NAR at a uniquely challenging time and that her role will likely intersect with many of these challenges. She's got uh, a lot of work to do. Bless her. Yeah. Good luck, my friend. Good luck. I mean, we do. I almost said, and we just get to sit here on the sidelines, but that's actually the exact opposite of what I think we should be doing. And it's the opposite of what we are doing. Right. We need to like be We're preparing. Because you need to protect your livelihood. I still stand firmly by the consumers need a realtor to buy and sell a home. Agreed. I don't think that has changed. 
the way you get paid is probably going to change. Maybe how much you get paid might change. Maybe, but we need to protect consumers. Right. Because they're actually also suffering even though they think they're winning. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're they're headed in the wrong path. They don't realize. Right. Because we're not so good at describing what we do. That is accurate. Which I think is a good lead into this. Yeah. Okay, so tell them what we're going to talk about. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about the buyer brokerage agreement. It is a, I have just printed a a sample one, okay? It is lengthy, it is wordy, it was written by attorneys. Um, I'm just gonna briefly read a little bit to you and you're not supposed to be able to be like, oh, that makes perfect sense because it's so wordy, okay? (laughs) I don't like the sound of this. The amount of compensation shall be blank of the purchase price of any agreement to purchase, option to purchase, lease or exchange that may be negotiated during the term of this agreement. Compensation shall be payable at closing. This compensation shall also be earned if any such agreement is negotiated within 90 days after expiration of this agreement involving any property introduced to the buyer during the term of this agreement, the designated agent broker is authorized to negotiate for a commission paid by the seller or listing agent, the payment of which shall be credited against the buyer fee obligation under this agreement. However, the payment of any commission by the seller will not make the agent the sub-agent or the broker of the seller. Agent shall promptly disclose any bonus to the buyer, but in any events prior to this contract ratification. Is this the... Did did your office write this no, or this is the board this one? This is just the the standard. Standard. And and you know any if you read the listing agreement quickly like that, it sounds, it sounds very just similar. Like that. Yeah. It sounds very similar. Um that's why when I send the purchase agreement electronically, I send an email recap like layman's terms of listen, yeah. look at these lines. This is what this means. These right. are all the things we've talked about in person or right. on the phone. Like these documents are wordy, wordy, intimidating, and they are written from a legal perspective by attorneys to protect all parties involved. Yeah. So put yourself in a home buyer's shoes. They <sighs> get this document and they're just like, what? I don't want to. I don't want to. And, you know, the, while the goal of these forms is transparency, it can sometimes do the opposite. It can intimidate someone out of signing. Uh, especially agree. if they're like, well, the other realtors aren't, aren't making no me do it. No one else has made me do this. And right. So, and we get that. I've heard that <sighs> argument a lot, actually, and seen it a lot. Well, they're just going to go fight. But I'm like, but did you try? Mm-hmm. Did you even give it an attempt? Like, mm-hmm. did you explain it to them? Did you tell them why, like, that you don't work for free? Right. That they're asking you to work for free? Mm-hmm. And that if they can find someone else who wants to work for free, I guess, okay. Yeah. Or you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Did I share the story of how this was born on the other episode? Yes, you did. Okay. But kind of, can you? Yes. So months ago, I had a girl who I knew from college reach out to me to help her buy a home. The funny thing is, it was like the third time that <laughs> she kept forth. She kept reaching time. out. She would initiate the conversation over the years. This went on for years. After we graduated together, she met and we we were friends. Did friends. you ever work together? Never. Never. Okay. We were friends in college. We worked on some projects in in the same group. And so she messaged me and I want to buy. And I was like, great. I'm so excited. This is what we need to do next. Crickets. Mm -hmm. I follow up. I follow up. Finally, I get a message from her. Oh, I bought with somebody else. Right. And I was just like, that's weird. But I didn't really waste a lot. I never met with her. So I'm not going to She never even responded. 
Fast forward three years. And this is all happening via Facebook Messenger. So it's so funny because we don't talk otherwise. So it's like, you know, a few years later, she messages me. And the previous message right above that from three years ago is where she rejected me and let me know she had bought with somebody else. Fine. (laughs) I wished her the best. Three years later, she reaches out again. You know, can you help me sell? And then I need to buy. Sure, I'd be happy to. Here, Let me know how your schedule looks. Let's chat. Crickets. So when she reached out, I, I think this was the fourth time over the course you were like, of- like, this has to be a joke. Am I being punked? So I thought, you know, this is the type of person that I would need to have sign a buyer agreement. Right, because she didn't get it. She was not understanding, but I didn't want to just send over this- Scary document. Scary legal document. She was certain to ghost you on that. Right. So I made a pretty cover letter- Right. That was simple. Yes. We spent a whole day on this. We spent and getting the word getting even. the wording right. Yeah. We spent a whole day, me and Katie together. I was supposed to be here for podcast day and it turned into that. Yeah. Where we were just making this so I could send it to her and it would look friendly and it would look approachable. And it, you know, had the thing all the things that we needed her to know on there. Yes. And then under it would be attached the buyer representation agreement. Love it. So that way, what we have created here is a cover letter for this very intimidating document. Yeah. So that it is more approachable, easier to understand. Yes, you know, if the time comes, we are required to present it's, you this with this This is like document. your listing presentation. Yes. It's your buyer present. Like, how does this work? Yes. Yes. They need to know how it works because they don't. Yes. And to be fair, I think we've kind of enjoyed that privilege of not having to explain it a lot because they weren't putting any skin in the game Mm -mm. as it appeared. Mm -hmm. You know, the seller's going to pay you to have an agent, you know, so we don't really like maybe people were saying, I'm free. Yeah. Which you are definitely not allowed to say. Must stop. But that only became a rule here recently. Yeah. In the last couple of years. You were not free. You're not free. You are getting paid. Yes. Getting paid. And All right. So the letter comes to be. So just like you have a listing appointment before you list a house and you go to the house and you sit down at the table and you go over the documents and you explain everything as we hope you are here at Hustle Humbly. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you know someone who's not, please refer them to the podcast. Right. We're happy to help. Yeah. We're here to help. Okay. Instead of more listing appointments, you're going to be having more coffee dates. Yeah, it's a buyer consultation. It is a buyer consultation. I think we should look at this as a moment that we're, this is a good thing. Okay, on that note, it 100% is. I have not yet officially started using this either. It is not quite in our market yet. But I will tell you what I have started doing, which had gotten a little lax after COVID, Okay. okay? I am back to someone reaches out, hey, I want to buy a house. Okay, great. What is your schedule like? Because we need to schedule a consultation. You have to meet me in my you office. You have to meet me. We've been meeting at coffee shops. Okay. We have coffee. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour. We're talking about the housing market. We're talking about what they want. I may even open my laptop and show them a few things. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the process. We're talking about how I get paid, what that looks like. We're... We are deep diving and having a full-on consultation. Okay. We're not just going to say, okay, great. We'll get pre-approved. And when you see a house you want, I'll just meet you there. And we'll just yeah. look at houses. Like, that is gone. Right. We are 
we are reviewing this. And even this cover letter, whether or not you are having them sign the buyer representation agreement at this time, this cover letter tells them the things they need to know about working with you. With it. You know, it's not an official legal document. It's it's just a buyer presentation of things that they need to know with the goal being transparency. I like that. Shall we talk through what's on this letter? Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll go back a little bit. In my listing appointments, I do a a seller folder. Yes. One of the first documents in that folder is my commitments to listings. Mm -hmm. And that goes through, what am I going to provide? I'm going to get you a lockbox. I'm going to have a professional showing service. We're going to do a staging consult. Whatever I'm providing. Professional photos. Whatever it is. It's a whole list of what I, Katie, am providing to you as a seller before you sign this document that says you're going to pay me. Correct. Okay. This has the same thing for buyers. Mm -hmm. So what are your commitments to the buyers? That's the first section. What am I going to do? Because buyers, to be fair, aren't really sure what you're doing. And if they already are just searching on Zillow and they think that all you do is help them find a house, they're thinking, well, I know how to find a house. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we need to tell them what you are actually doing. So we have a whole section of that. Yeah, and it's just written how we would write it if we were just writing an email or talking to a friend. Yeah. This buyer representation agreement that I got from our board also has a section that says designated agent broker agrees to, and it's, you know, coordinate all aspects of the sale and closing, keep your personal information confidential at all times to assist and represent the best interest of the buyer, arrange for necessary property inspections. So it's covering, it goes even more in depth here on the legal things. The legal things. That, you know, but this is just like my personal commitment to you. Yeah. How you operate. Right. What are you going to do? And we have made this form as such that you can edit it. Yeah. To how you work and right. what you want it to say and right. what your commitment to your buyers is. Right. Let's get, I'm going to give you one example. Okay. Okay. So from the letter, let's go with this. I will commit to giving you my honest feedback on your search criteria as well as the soundness of any investment. Yes. Oh, I can see now. Mm-hmm. The buyer will be like, well, I need to know if this is a sound investment. Correct. That's what you're doing. Right. Can you sell it for me in a few years? Like, right. I'm going to try to help you right. look at all those things. Right. So that's what that section is. It's the more, not mm-hmm. just subjective, but it's the more like, let's really think about what am I doing? Because you become someone's agent. As soon as you give them advice, Mm -hmm. your job isn't finding a house. It Mm -hmm. is offering advice on someone's largest financial instrument in most cases. This is the biggest investment that most of your buyers will ever purchase. Yeah. And you have to give them advice. That's Mm -hmm. what they want you for. They don't, they don't need to go to, they don't want to go to Google. I know. I had lunch with a, a home inspector yesterday and he was even saying, gosh, I just inspected the worst house. And, you know, me, the home inspector, I can't say, mm-hmm. don't buy this house. That's mm-hmm. not my job. That's your job. That's why they have a realtor there. Yeah. I'm here. I'm not there to say this has passed or failed. I'm just there to say it is what it is. Are you getting a good enough price for what it right. is? Because Are the you right, up for the project? At the right price, everything is okay. Yeah. yeah. Mostly. I mean, unless it's dangerous. Right. And it's like, so as the realtor, it is our job to look out yeah. for them. Yeah. Okay, so top section, commitments to you. Mm 
there, are you looking for ways to save time and money in your business? Email Templates 101 is the communication system you need to bring ease and efficiency to managing your transactions and clients. Save time and avoid mistakes, all while providing a high level of service for your buyers and sellers. In Email Templates 101, you'll get 13 downloadable buyer templates ready for your personal touches. And 19 downloadable seller templates, plus six attachment checklists. Head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses to get yours today. Next down, buyer loyalty agreement. Yeah. This is what we have also lovingly referred to as the buyer rules. Yeah. So if you have our email templates. You have these. You have most, yeah, it's it's a version of the buyer rules from the email templates when you have a new buyer. And that email template was the congrats, you've been pre-approved. Yes, so, we're ready to start house hunting. Okay, now here are the rules. And it explains what do they do? How do they... How does the buyer need to How do they reach you? When do they reach you? By what means do they reach you? Mm -hmm. What if they found a for sale by owner? What about- What do we do? It talks about new construction, all of the rules. I just think it's so good that if you use this, you are having all of those conversations over coffee, y'all. You're not having to receive that phone call that's like, hey, I actually was out and about this weekend and walked into a builder's office and reserved a lot. Thank you so much for your help. Like you're not involved anymore though. This is what I would call offense rather than defense. Proactive. We need to, it because no buyer, no matter if they've bought 10 houses or this is their first house, they just want to know what the process is and what you're going to do and how, what they want to follow the rules. They do. They want to know what's expected. But the problem is, Most realtors are not good at having that conversation with the buyer to where things are clear. Because they're just so worried that if they give them rules, they're going to lose them. Be the boss. You have to give them the rules. And I think they appreciate that. And it it is very professional. Mm -hmm. If I'm hiring someone to help me find my largest financial instrument, I think I would want them to be professional enough to tell me what's the process and what are the steps for me. Like, what are the rules for me? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to work with you because you told me I need to reach, I need you to reach out to the for sale by owner. No, they're actually like, wow, I actually didn't know that. I'm also like, thank you. I don't want to reach out to the for sale by owner. Yeah, p- that's please, what I'm pay- I have you. I have that's you. what I'm paying you for. Yes, I'm hiring you to help me find a house you but handle like, How it. many times have you had to tell a buyer who's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't want to bother you uh, and ask questions about this house I wanted to see. And I'm like, that's what you are paying me for. But it's hard to say that when you're trying to like weasel around the fact that they aren't paying you. I'm doing my air quotes. Right. They don't want to bother you. Because it's hard to respond with, don't worry, that's what you're paying me for when you've been telling them. I'm free. Yeah. (laughs) Right. What? That's that's like being so sick and telling your doctor, I I just really didn't want to bother you because I know you're so busy. No. Yeah. Like, that's what they're there for. But that's the beauty of being like, I'm providing you a service. You have to pay me. Yeah. That's what this buyer brokerage agreement is. This is is. what I'm going to do. This is what you're going to do. Yeah. Like, you would never- These are our roles. You wouldn't hire a CPA or or a dentist or a doctor or someone and expect them to not tell you the process. What if you hired a new CPA and y'all went through the whole thing? And finally, you were like, so, you know, how are you paid? Oh, I'm free. <laughs> I'm like, like, don't worry about that. Like, what? Yeah. That, I so, would feel very confused. Or what if you hired like a financial advisor or someone mm. to invest your money? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. I'll just get a little piece of whatever. 
But you don't need to know the terms. Yeah, I'd be like, like well, just, how much? What What does that mean? Does it is it affecting me? Like, what am I paying you? What am I paying? That's the that, – y'all. That is why all these lawsuits began. Right. And if y- y'all are all like, oh, not all of y'all. Some people. I've heard it over and over again. Sellers signed the listing agreement. They knew what they were paying. I'm like, agree. They did. The problem is on the buyer side. They thought we were free. They didn't under – and quite honestly, I don't know, even as a buyer, I wasn't, I asked my agent what, when I was a first time buyer, well, what, how much money do I have to bring to closing? What do I have? If they had said it's X dollars for my services, I would have just been like, okay. Yeah. I didn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. I, it, it how was, does it work? I didn't hire an agent because I thought they were free. No. I hired one because I needed an agent. Correct. And even on this actual legal form. There's that's what the next section is that the buyer agrees to furnish the agent relevant information regarding financial information, home type criteria, their preferred terms and condition necessary to purchase. Just much wordier than just much wordier. <laughs> We're really making it easier. We're just trying to make it approachable and exciting. What's on this letter is what you would literally want to read through and say to your buyer at that coffee date. Yes. This is what's going to happen. All right. Next section down, the all important, how do I get paid? That is actually what the title is. How do I get paid? Like, wow. We're just, don't be afraid to ask that question. We're actually going to ask it for you and answer it. Because we're in a very weird transitional time. So look, I also can love and appreciate that in most markets, the seller is still paying the buyer broker commission, right? And I will say, me, myself, even if things change, as long as I am allowed to have my seller offer it, I plan to have that conversation why I think it is important for them to. That's me, Alyssa Jenkins. I would like my listings to have something for the buyer. Right. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how long changes take mm-hmm. in the industry if like the DOJ comes down and says, hey, you can't. You can't do this. Right. And it's a it's like a light switch. Yep. Then we're all gonna have to get a buyer brokerage agreement. Mm-hmm. Buyers are all but you're the whole point is as a buyer's agent, you can charge whatever your broker allows, mm-hmm. right? Or whatever you want to charge if it's just you. Yeah. That's That was the whole point mm-hmm. of the lawsuit. Why isn't the buyer allowed to negotiate the way the seller is? Because mm-hmm. the seller can negotiate your commission. Mm-hmm. It's allowed. Mm-hmm. If you're, bro- I mean, and this is again, you got to go to your broker and your board and your local policy first. Like, what are the policies? And then you've got to think you're a business. What are, what are you comfortable with? What, like, how much time are you going to put into every buyer? How much do you feel like it is appropriate for you to get paid? Mm-hmm. So I think explaining how you get paid to your buyers, whether or not your market is still having the sellers pay commissions, Mm -hmm. you still have to tell your buyer how it works. And you know what's nice about this section is that it basically covers your for sale by owner. Yeah. So now, because I don't care where you are, I know you have for sale by owners. Yeah. Now your buyer understands how that works. Well, hey, if we find a for sale by owner, you and I have agreed to pay me X. If they're not willing to pay any of it, then you have to pay me X. Correct. That's how it works. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. So simple. So simple. What's funny is that's like the smallest section on there. <laughs> right. It's so And the one we've been hiding from simple. for oh, I don't know how many years it's gone like this. Fifty plus. I should have looked as no, it was not always this way. I hear, and I don't want to get this wrong, but the sell the seller's agent used to represent both parties or the or both no no, both agents worked for the seller. Mm. So if the buyer came with I'm like, I don't really understand how that works. But anywho, it's been like this for a long time. Okay. Okay. Um, next section down. What happens when we find the one? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, now we've found a house. How does this work? Yeah, so that part kind of talks us through, well, what if the seller's offering not anything, something? Like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And it also brings up the importance of me helping you know your budget. Correct. So I'm not just going to be like, write an offer. It's fine. We'll look and see what you're going to pay me later. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to know. For every house, because every house will be different. Right. Right. We know your budget. Is this seller offering anything? If not, or if they are, regardless, what is your responsibility for this house based on what the seller is offering? Yeah. And we have it all written out there. Yeah. So you don't have to think of the words. They're there. And then the bottom section is just like your general practices. So your office hours, where you want to be communicated, like whatever. And then I feel like I want to read the last sentence though. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. At the very bottom, after you've gone through this delightful presentation with your buyer, it says, if you feel as though we are a good fit and you would like to hire me, please see the terms on the attached buyer representation form. What you don't say. Yeah. Sign here. Hey, do you want to work with me? If you actually went through all of that and then said, sign here. They'd be like, okay. But if you're just like, hey, I you have this form. You have to sign this. You have to sign this now because we've been sued. There's been a lot of lawsuits. God, please don't say that. So we have to sign. <laughs> I can't. Like, it literally makes my skin crawl. I cannot even. Same. Oh, my gosh. Because I... Y'all, please share this episode with everyone that you know. The thought of what agents are going to say... It's going to be cringeworthy. So many. So cringy. So many. Super, super cringy. Yeah. I, I think it's time for a lighthearted story. Please. Are we going to talk? Yeah. <laughs> I think I know. I think I know what's coming. Connie's Go. been taking this all very seriously. Your broker should be taking this seriously. All of your brokers out there should 100% be. Tell us what Connie's doing. Connie has been sending out these emails <laughs> for the buyer representation <laughs> agreement class. Lesser. And, you know... It's the the subject is always like big letters, buyer, representation, agreement, okay? So it's everywhere. And then it's like, you know, BRA, BRA is everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> so, you know, being the mature people that we are, all we could think about in the office was bras. Bras. You know, bras. <laughs> so some of the ladies in our office found it particularly amusing and got together to to get some fancy bras, you know, like fancy negligees, and wear them over their clothes to the for the class to the class about the buyer representation, representation agreement. agreement. So it's like you walk in and you're like, "What? I don't, I don't understand. Why does everybody get their bra what, on the What outside? is happening here? Why is your bras on the outside of your clothes? We're here for the bra class." You because Bronnie walked in and was like, "What is going <laughs> what on is here? What is happening here?" <laughs> <laughs> We're just really mature like that. We also talked about how, like, 
your bra can really show it's like a personality test, oh you know, like some are bedazzled. Some people just wear sports bras. Some are still in their nursing bras. Like what stage of life are you in? Here's your bra. Here's your bra. <laughs> Connie got to see them all. She has since changed it to BBA, buyer brokerage agreement. She's like, a fun, all fun and games, y'all, but this is very serious. <laughs> this is a very serious topic. We need to get back to business. Yeah, she's like, I'm trying to make sure you still have a job. <laughs> and you're over here wearing your underwear on the outside. <laughs> happy, Bless happy her. times. Bless happy her. Times. Oh, my gosh. Okay, is there anything else so we need logistically to them- oh. you want to talk about? Um, You know, people love to get on Facebook and rant about how poorly things are being handled. Mm-hmm. In every MLS, if you go in and you look – you will see how many licensees you have in your area and how many of them do not sell homes. It's a lot. It is a lot, okay? I was, you know, I've served on our board. And mm-hmm. so I, at those meetings, we get an influx of we of people we have to approve that mm-hmm. are new licensees. And then we also have a separate list of people to approve that are asking to resign from the board because they are not renewing. Mm-hmm. And during COVID, it's it was a long list of new people. Yeah. New people. Is the list new getting people. long for out? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now the sides are swapped and we are seeing yeah. more people exit. And so there's always – we can do nothing about how people run their business that we disagree with, okay? I mean, we're here to do the podcast. I'm going to gonna do something yeah, about we're, it. We're doing the podcast. And you can share the podcast to do your part. You can do something about it that way. Yes. But we don't need to worry about those people. You know, we are here to worry about ourselves. And if you are doing it the right way, you will only see your business thrive. Some Yes. The best agents will survive yes. and, and be doing better. Mm-hmm. Like, because the agents who don't want to comply, who don't want to make change, who don't do things professionally, will eventually leave. At the end of 2022, when, you know, whispers of recessions and crashes and this and that, and even my dad, who has, like, been an appraiser and and seen the ups and downs, he's always told me, Alyssa, I know that you just, like, real estate is your thing and you just, you've taken off. But I'm telling you. It will have downs. Yeah. And and so he's also very conservative too. And I went to the top producers in my office that have been doing this for 40 years. And I was like, what? Tell me what this looks like. I want to be prepared. And they looked at me and said, you will be fine. Yeah. Yes, you need to prepare. Yes, you need to save money. But you are a professional Mm -hmm. and you are full time. And when everybody else is getting out, you're going to be taking that excess. Because someone has to be, help the people. Yes. They were like, you are not one to yeah. to worry. And it just made me feel so good to know, save your money, prepare, stay on top of it. Spend more time asking yourself, how do I make this? How do I handle this situation? Instead of, I hate this situation. I don't want to be here. Right. I don't want to do this. Like stop the complaining and be the one that's preparing. Yeah. And look at it from the consumer's perspective. Yeah. They still need you and they want your help. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, do have a logistical tip, if you will. So in agent systems, we do buyer folders. We do seller folders. That's our listing presentation. We do buyer folders. It's our buyer presentation. Mm-hmm. 
This is so easy. That's the reason why I'm so good at getting my agency disclosure signed. Yeah. Because it's in the folder presentation. I go through all the things that are for them, that's resources, that explains the process, that has like my vendor, the whole thing. Everything's in there. All the things are in there. You just now have two more documents to add to that folder. It's super easy to add to it. I just put this in there. In fact, it makes it even more clear. This letter makes it very clear what I'm doing, what they're doing, how I get paid, what's going to happen when you find your house. Wow. Here's our contract. Here you go. Mm -hmm. So if you're having struggles thinking about, I don't know even how to do this, I'm going to feel so uncomfortable, maybe take one step back and start doing some type of buyer presentation. Like get get comfortable with the parts that maybe are going to be not so hard to explain. And I don't think this is hard to explain. I'm actually excited about it. I love that. I am. Like, even when we made this, I was like, can we record this episode now? Right. Because it's it's really great. So I, it's what I wish everybody, well, here's the thing, whether or not the buyer rep agreement is signed immediately, this need has, I wish I would have had this from year one. No doubt. In my business. Because it, (sighs) it, it not only does it tell your buyer how to behave, it reminds you what your commitment is. Reaffirming. What are you doing for these people? And I think knowing those commitments makes it easier for you to speak to your value, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not just like, oh, maybe I'm not doing anything. Yeah, maybe I'm not valuable. But you are. So valuable. Especially if you're doing the things on this list. Don't just use this letter and not do the commitments. Yeah. <laughs> You need to be doing the things in yeah. that in that section. Yeah. So how do they get this? Oh, um, hustlehumblypodcast.com slash BBA. I believe it is $47 for this letter. Remember, we had the special during Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Some people got – a lot of people got it. A lot of people got it during the Black Friday sale. but And they loved it. Mm-hmm. Good feedback. So now we've had other people see it, not just us. Yes. <laughs> um, but you can grab it at slash BBA, not bra. Not B-R-A. B-B-A. Yeah. So hustlehumblypodcast.com slash B-B-A. That's correct. You can put your logo on it. We have a place for your logo. We have a place for your photo. This is a template, friends. It's a template. It's another template. Make it nice. Okay. This is your buyer agreement template. Yeah. If your office hours are different, change them. Yeah. Whatever your office hours are. If you don't. We just have ours on there. It's a template. Yeah. It's a really great template. It's pretty much like your buyer resume like you know mm-hmm. but it's not your resume it's just your i don't know i really like it it's your it's your cover letter yes it's your cover letter yeah and it's good so good okay anything else on this um i think it's okay also to be ahead of the curve on this yeah it's okay to this is there, no one's going to stop you from implementing this practice yeah and that's why i also want to be very clear cuz one thing i am very sensitive to is like coaches who coach on things they don't do. Yo, uh, right. Mm -hmm. So I am very, I want to be very upfront that our market, we are not having the buyer representation agreement signed as a requirement at this time. Is Connie, has she said if that's coming for your office? She's preparing. Yeah. There has no, there has been no hard She hasn't made it a rule. She has not made it a rule, but I have been using this cover letter for a while now for those consultations. And it's gone extremely well. I think it helps you remember what you need to tell. Just like my seller commitments help me remember what I need to tell my seller. This is Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing. Because in a listing, you have no trouble asking a seller to pay you. Correct. You're like, here are my services. Yeah. This is what you pay. And they say, okay, Okay. they sign. Same thing with the buyer. Here are my services. This is what you pay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't think we need to be scared about this. No. I think that it's a really a positive step in the direction of professionalism. Yeah. And I think making this helped me get to that place because the more we worked on it, the more excited I got about it. Yeah. And I think the nice thing about this is if your buyer doesn't understand and want to work with you after this, then they probably aren't the kind of buyer you want to work with. They mm-hmm. are probably going to waste your time mm-hmm. because this is super straightforward. Yeah. And if they can't see your value after they read through this, then they maybe are not a legitimate buyer that you want to work with. Yeah, you don't want them all. Uh, yeah, and I think maybe next we'll have to cover listings again mm-hmm. because I think the other um, tip I would give is if you're not a listing agent, if for some reason you're not allowed to take listings, I don't know if that's going to be a fit if changes happen in the industry. Mm-hmm. I think in order to stay alive and successful, you're going to have to do both. I think so too. I, I just think that you're going to need to get listing. Sellers are not going to stop using agents. Correct. The way buyers, agents get paid might change, but sellers, I don't see a, a world in which they're like, nope. Nope. No more. I don't want an agent. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do this. They need you. They yeah. don't want to do that job. They have a job. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything else. Great. Well, let's get on to our toast. Will you remember? <laughs> it's live. <laughs> Here comes, coming right after this, the live toast from the convention. I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to listen with all of you. I know. Same. <laughs> okay. So y'all uh, get out there and get that buyer agreement cover letter or make your own. Just be prepared. Be prepared. And here's our toast. Bye. Bye. Hi, it's Christina Cusick in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I am the incoming president for 2024, and I would like to toast our newly appointed board of director members and the returning board of director members for 2024. I am looking forward to a great year, and I appreciate your willingness to serve our association. I think these people are wonderful, and I am looking forward to working with them. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash hustle humbly and leave us a review or drop a comment if you're listening on Spotify. If you have an episode topic or someone you'd like to toast on the show, please email us at team at hustlehumblypodcast.com. Find us on social media at Hustle Humbly Podcast. Don't forget to find all of the free resources at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. See you next week. This is the good life.